Welcome back to another episode of the Bauer Hour. I'm super excited on this one. This this week, folks, I have the Iowa native NFL veteran, Ike Butker, on the show. Welcome to the show, my guy. Yeah, thanks for having me on, brother. I'm excited about it. Yeah, it was funny. Last week, about a week ago, this kind of happened quick. Jake Manning, a guy we both know from Maui, uh, hit me up and kind of got us in contact. I was like, all right. Like, if you know know him, you can vouch for him, and he'd be down – put me in contact and let's do this thing. And you were like, yeah, I'm down like right away. I don't do many podcasts, but I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, Jake's just, uh, I know we were just talking about him, but he's just one of a kind dude. And I mean, once he asked me, I'm like, if he's buddies with Jake, I'm in. Yeah. He carries, a uh, his word carries a lot of weight. Yeah. hundred percent judgment of people. So yeah, dude, I'm stoked uh, to have you on and Iowa boy. I'm from Michigan myself, a little, Midwest guys out here. Yes. And you're back in Iowa now. Yep. Um, how did you – I want to just dive kind of right into it. Um, growing up in Iowa, you know, it's kind of, like I said, the Midwest thing. You're from Cedar Falls, so it's kind of a bigger city, but I feel like you have a lot of small-town um, upbringing. What was it like uh, – what was your upbringing like in Iowa and Cedar Falls? Yeah, so I grew up just outside of Cedar Falls uh, on an acreage. We raised pigs. Um, when I was younger and my dad was a pa- has been a pastor my whole life. Um, but I, when I was about five or six, my mom decided that she wanted to start uh, everything made in Iowa uh, store with a coffee shop, antique shop. So we basically had to get rid of all the livestock so she could do that. So when I was, um, yeah, when I was six, it opened. But the process of turning uh, our entire property over into that and to what it's become today was definitely a process and something that's pretty cool. But that I got kind of out of the farm life myself pretty early, but you know, my neighbor that I'm still very good friends with, he's still a farmer to this day. Both my grandparents are are farmers. So I was still well entrenched in the farm life, but just personally, we didn't, we kind of got out of it early and my, my mom's still running that business today. Man, that's uh, the farm life is crazy. Where I'm from in Michigan, very farm life as well. A lot of friends are farmers. I wasn't into it, but having your whole like life be about farming, and then your mom's like, credit to your dad for being like, okay, it's your dream. Let's do this thing. And yeah. now it's a coffee shop. And I actually listen to a podcast, The Barn Bomber. Yeah. Yeah. The Barn Bomber is the go to drink. Over yeah. There. What's your mom's, what's your mom, like, what's it called? It's called Barn Happy. Barn Happy is a spot in yep. outside of Cedar Falls. Yep, yep, just outside of Cedar Falls. I think she's going to be going into her twenty third year this year. So it's been rolling, and and now my dad's redone basically every barn on our property. We've got like a rental property, a little stage for live bands, bonfire hangout area, a gift basket shop. So they're uh, they're entrepreneurial for sure. That's crazy. So it went from being a farm to now like an event space. Yeah. And like, yep. Yeah. Go there and get a souvenir or two, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. A little cup of gel. Absolutely. A little ice vanilla latte for the kids. Yes. <laughs> What's it like being back home? Or you're home now? You So you spent, real quick, just uh, back it up. You spent your first four years in the NFL with the Bills. Yeah. First five years. First five years yep. with the Bills. Um, I got to touch on that because big game today. Yeah. Big game today. We're, yes. we're filming this Monday 
of the wild card weekend, folks. And Bills versus the Steelers. I got a surprise for you later. And now, last year, you're with the Colts. Yes. Yep. Just finished up with the Colts uh, really about a week ago. So I. So what? Yeah, go ahead. Um, went to the University of Iowa for college. Then got hurt my senior year. Knew I wasn't going to get drafted. Had some options of teams. Uh, coming out of college, agent basically told me to, to go to Buffalo because uh, he knew the O-line coach, so he had a connection there. So I went there, had a good good training camp, I ended up getting released. They wanted to sign me to the practice squad. The Chiefs um, claimed me to their roster for a week. Then they wanted to put me on their practice squad, so then they released me because you, you have to go on waivers for 24 hours after you get released, and then Buffalo claimed me back. Um, and then I was there for five years. A um, lot of lot of great memories. A lot of good times. I'm I'm still really close with, you know, all those guys out there and and talk to them, you know, probably more than anybody else uh, besides yeah, my family. Like, well, you stay there for. I mean, you're in contact with them more than you are a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, you're going through battles with them. Yeah, and. I, like the Buffalo thing, like those guys, if you're living Buffalo, that's pretty much all you have is football. Yep, exactly. I and mean, kind of like probably maybe where you grew up. I knew big football school that you went to. Cedar Was it Cedar Falls High School you went to? Yep, yep. But that wasn't really your first love or passion from what I've um, did my due diligence. Yeah. You're, a AU, you're a basketball kid. Yeah, I'm a basketball guy growing up for sure. So what did you play basketball in high school? Because I, I was looking for stats. Yeah. I was looking for the stats. Yeah, I played basketball basically from like third grade on. Um, I played all the way through high school, and I had like some small, D like D two size schools where I could have gone and played basketball. Um, and then I actually played quarterback my first couple years of high school, and then got an offer to play tight end at Iowa. So I I switched for my senior year to play you know, like a receiver, tight end, and DN. Yeah. Make sure you can run those routes. Yeah. Those little yep. stick routes. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's kind of interesting, like, because I've heard, I've seen people be quarterbacks and then they go to the tight end position. And obviously you had converted into a tackle, now a guard. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Yeah. What's that mindset? Like, like oh, I'm the quarterback, I'm the man, got the ball in my hands every play. Did it, was it kind of tough to realize, like, all right, now I'm a tight end? Because they tried doing t- that to me when I was, like, a freshman in high school. When I was our quarterback all the way through. And I was like, nah, dude, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know. Um, how, But you, you sent me, you know, a list of some questions. And one of them stuck out to me was, uh, you know, if you could go back and, and like, do something differently. I, I would have liked to have started playing quarterback a lot earlier in my life because I think that I had the physical, you know, attributes to be really good at quarterback. But I actually kind of got forced into playing quarterback because our starting quarterback broke his collarbone. So I really didn't have any practice playing quarterback but then once I started playing it it's I mean it's the best position in sports no question um yeah just you, you know you, you live with the wins and you die with the losses it's there's yeah. no really in between there which, yeah I mean that comes with the comes with it if you're gonna appreciate the wins or take credit for some of the wins or 
so to speak, you got to yeah. live with when you throw a couple INTs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you played quarterback, you know how it goes. I did. It's an actually funny story. One of the moments in that I kind of like circle back to when I like think about life is junior and senior year, we lost in the state semifinals to the same team, same state, same neutral site every, both years by the same score. Wow. Which was kind of insane. It's like yeah. uh, Catholic, Mary's Catholic school in, in Michigan. But I, senior year, we're undefeated, go into it. We're, it's a rematch, obviously. I throw three picks and drop a punt return, muffle punt return, and they we lose by a touchdown. So that like moment was like, damn, there's there's some adversity. Cause I'm from a small town, yeah, and it was like there's like the front page of like where Western Michigan University is has a local like a newspaper front page okay. of the sports thing. It's me on the ground in my helmet. Like I'm like, this sucks, you know. That's like, brutal. It was brutal, uh, uh, but it kind of like made me realize like. It's not all like, it's not all about the sports and stuff. And if I would have won that game, we would have won a state title. I probably would have been a little bit more arrogant. In my yeah, hundred percent. Which yeah. it kind of humbled me a lot. I was gonna say, yeah, God knows how to humble you pretty fast if you get get acting <laughs> a certain way. Yeah, and I was I was acting a certain way. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I was like, I was on a high horse, and he was like, uh, not today. You're yeah. gonna come back down to reality. You're not. You're a Division six quarterback in Michigan, and you run a running offense. You're not going anywhere, bub. Yeah, right, cool. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. When you went to Iowa, you said that you had to transfer off to uh, like you got there to be a tight end. You went through mm-hmm. some injuries. Kind of what I was touching on, when you had those injuries and had to deal with the adversity, what kind of brought you out of that? Where did you find the inspiration, motivation? Was it your faith of how you grew up or that you had instilled in you? Yeah, I actually just had a, a pretty good conversation with my dad about this because I'm, I'm just coming off probably my worst stretch of uh, injuries that I've had in my life, basically. I had an Achilles and then... I re-ruptured my Achilles about three months into rehab. So basically getting just, you know, being able to walk for about a week um, and then having to restart that process. And that was, that came at, you know, probably the worst time in my career was my contract season um, with about, a you know, three, four weeks left in the season. Uh, basically what I'd been working the last, you know, basically my whole life for, um, another opportunity because, you know, I did my other Achilles my senior year in college, which was my other big year. So it's taught me a lot, but, you know, you said humble. I, I think that it's really humbled myself, it humbled myself just in, in terms of my relationship with God. Um, and that I don't, I don't want to say that's what's got me through it, but that's what I've learned. Um, I've always had a very strong relationship with the Lord. I've had a very strong relationship with my dad, my wife, you know, they're all very helpful, but just for me in in this season of my life, I think it was something that I had to kind of go through on my own um, just to kind of harden me as an individual and as a man. And uh, my dad even said, you know, he felt like the Lord told him, you know, I just has to kind of go through this season of his life on his own. Um, so he kind of backed, backed away when he felt that. And so it's, it's been a, a journey for me the last couple of years, but I've definitely kept my head, you know, head high and, uh, 
I feel amazing now, and I'm doing probably the best I've been in in a long time. Do you, when you mean like best, you're doing like like mentally, physically, both. As I a, think it. You, you know, like, as an athlete, you know that it kind of goes together. Um, you can't really be great mentally if you're not great physically, just because sports are so demanding of your body, and it's hard to have confidence in your body um, if it's not feeling great. So. You know, I just feel like my body is, I basically just gave it up, gave it up to the Lord probably three or four months ago. I had like a pretty big turning point. I'm just like, you know, if you want me to keep playing football, um, I'm going to need some guidance in how to, you know, get my body turned around and really just gave it all up to him. And piece by piece, he's just been putting me back together and just getting my confidence back in that has been, it's been exciting. That's awesome. Like when you're going through these injuries, um, you have, I mean, you guys have the best training, best health, like people on your side. Do you have that when you come like right now back in Iowa, what's it look like rehabbing injuries? And do you have somewhere to go to do that? Or is it kind of your own PT? Yeah, I would say, I think this is a a pretty common misconception of pro athletes. I would say it's kind of on you. I mean, you, you have some resources and it depends on which team you're on with Mm -hmm. how many, you know, resources they allocate to certain players. Like I'm not a, you know, like a top five player on a roster guy. So I'm not going to get the attention. So I kind of learned that pretty easy being an undrafted pretty early um, being an undrafted guy. Like I need to figure out how to take care of my body outside of the building. So mm-hmm. I've done that. And there's a guy, I mean, this is random, but I'm actually wearing a sweatshirt right now. There's a guy up in Minneapolis that I go and see every off season. Um, he's the smartest guy I've ever met. His name is Dr. Josh Sandell. And he's, he's put me together, put me back together and th- literally thousands of professional athletes back together. Um, over probably the last 20 years. And so if I have any questions or issues or, you know, things that are nagging me, I just go see him. He takes care of me. He gives me, you know, a program if I need that. And then I just, you know, keep working. But in Cedar Falls, I have a gym that's real close to my house. And, uh, you know, I have a few people that I can go see that if I need certain work done, but, you know, I haven't played a football season in like two years. So like my body feels amazing. It was basically just getting yeah. my Achilles back to feeling normal. Yeah, the Achilles injuries, you're starting to see that a lot more. I mean, obviously this year we saw a handful of quarterbacks and other people go down. I think it was it – did OBJ have a Achilles injury or no? No, that was his ACL, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I think he's done his ACL a couple times. Yeah, I just saw somebody the, a couple weeks ago, though. Like, just you just see it just like the Achilles just – burst basically yeah and ah i feel for you man that's got to be tough especially having both of them done yeah yeah it's been tough but you know i've learned a lot and i've actually been able to help some guys through it just with the stuff i've learned and basically doing three full rehabs of them so i'm hoping to put that all behind me and just keep yeah, me moving. too. I hope for that as well with your dad being the, like a pastor <clears throat> having that like you know i would say the angel, like we all have an angel and devil on our shoulder. Yeah. And having him, knowing that you have that like security blanket, like when you're growing up, 
what was it like being a pastor's son? Because I feel like some have some friends who are the same scenario and like they kind of felt like there was like a stigma with it or you're um, had to live up to a certain expectation. Did you have that as well? Like socially, not like in yeah. speech, just like as who you were as a person. Yeah, I, I, I really like that question. Um, Well, first you said security blanket. And I think that is something that, you know, I knew and I kind of thought growing up as a kid, you know, everybody had that in their dad. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you grow up and you, you learn like, no, got, you know, some guys really don't have a great relationship with their dad. So I'm very blessed, you know, from that, that perspective, um, just to always have him to bounce stuff off of and, and really trust his opinion, what he has to say, knowing that, you know, where it's coming from, um, and that he has my best interest in mind with, you know, a godly worldview. Um, the other side of it is, you know, you do always have, you know, the limelight on you. It's not really a you know, like a celebrity limelight. It's like a different limelight. It's like you have to kind of behave a certain way to uphold a standard. Um, I never really felt a lot of pressure in that. And I think, you know, the credit goes to my parents for how they raised me and that God's always watching you, you know, so it doesn't matter if, you know, Tom and whatever tom and jane yeah. down the road are watching you. Yeah. yeah like god's watching you so you you know don't don't do it for them do it for and i i was you know i had i would i would say i went a little wild in college i had i had my fun in college knows. yeah um and i've definitely grown football, up i mean yeah you're in iowa you're like you guys you guys went to the rose bowl while you were there right yeah yeah my sophomore year rose bowl and what well, you guys were in the was it Capital One? No, not Capital One. We went to a couple of Outback Bowls. Outback. Yeah. Shout out to Outback Steakhouse too, by the way. Like one of the just a franchise I know. staple, you know, it's like you can always count on a little Outback Steakhouse if you need a little little steak in your life and not go to Steak Forty Eight or Nobu or something. Yeah, hundred percent. If we're on a budget, we're balling on a budget, we're going to Outback Steakhouse. Great apps. I don't want to hear a word from the day. Great apps. Yeah. 100%. And I'm not opposed to I'm not opposed to chain restaurant. Like who am no. I to no. say ah I'm not because <laughs> right now the whole this is kind of tangent off topic. The whole Cheesecake Factory thing, I don't know if you've seen that. Like, girls won't go to Cheesecake no, Factory on a first date. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I've never been to a Cheesecake Factory, but am I opposed? No. I'll, girl, I'll take you to a two-for-twenty Applebee's and just be appreciative for a second here. Yeah. My <laughs> the, wife the loves Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of my best friends yeah. down here in Charlotte, he went to Cheesecake Factory on their anniversary and on his birthday, I'm like, hey, if that's your go-to, I am against places that have 10 pages on a menu because I don't think you can do everything that's, great. But if you find yeah. something great, like, do your thing. 100%. That, yeah, that was super off taco, but I was like, Outback Steakhouse, great chain restaurant. So what was it like? Let's get back on topic before I just keep going on about no. some random stuff like I usually do. No, it's great. <laughs> I uh, I was thinking about this year's Rose Bowl, Michigan Alabama. Were you rooting for Alabama because of the Big Ten rivalry? I'm a I was pulling Big Ten. I always root okay. for Big Ten. Yeah, that's fair. I'm a, I'm a Michigan State guy, so I was still rooting for Michigan as well. 
Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, I did, I did read something like you, Michigan State reached out to you back in the yeah, day. Yeah, they did. They did after I got my Iowa offer. And he said, nah, I, I get it. Mark D'Antonio yeah. probably was the, the guy at the time. Yeah, he was. They beat us in the Big Ten Championship. But, but, but who was their quarterback then? Was it uh, the Connor kid? Yeah, uh, the the dude that went to the Raiders. Well, I don't remember his name, but yeah, that's him. That was I, him. I, I, I don't really pay too much attention to Michigan State football, in all honesty, because at that time I was living in Maui, and it's I'm not waking up at yeah. 4 a.m. to watch a 10 a.m. game. And we're not really a Mich- we're not really a football school. Yeah, Izzo, Izzo, baby, I- Izzo's the man for yeah. sure. What was it like when you went when you committed to Iowa? Was everyone just stoked to have you be the hometown guy? Yeah, I was. I mean, it was kind of random. I just went to a football camp, one of their summer camps, and I had a good camp, and they offered me, and that was like my first even sniff of playing football. And I went there basically just to mess around and. Learned how to play quarterback. Seven on seven or something. They actually did like a full padded camp, um, and I just went there to, like I said, learn learn how to be a better quarterback for my senior year, and they offered me a scholarship. <laughs> You're like sick. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. run this flag route right now. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Playing yeah. ten yards, go. That's yes. hilarious. So that's literally like the luck of the draw. Like you said, like God had a different plan for you than what you thought. Yeah, I mean, it, my whole – that basically just changed the entire trajectory of my life. Just a random day uh, at Kinnick Stadium. That's wild. I yeah. actually have in, in my notes about – was that camp, when you look back on it, was that the life-changing moment in your life? Like, yeah, obviously we have multiple, but, like, that kind of changed the direction of where you were going. Like, it was a big pivot. Yeah, I, I yeah, 100%. I mean – like I said, I've I was a basketball guy. Um, I I knew that I I, I have a very business, you know my 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 mind works entrepreneurial. I love that kind of stuff. I love people. I love you know hanging out with people. So I was I was like I'm gonna go play basketball, get a business degree, go into business, and you know that was when I was in high school. That was kind of what I was thinking. <clears throat> then I went to that camp and. Um, they're like, when I showed up at the camp, they're like, do you want to play some tight end? And I mean, if the coach is asking you to do something, I'm like, sure. Why not? Automatic. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a humble, humble guy, but I just, I shredded these kids all day playing tight end. <laughs> Here's a little, and, uh, little Travis Kelsey in you. <laughs> I don't. I just had like a little extra pep in my step that day, and I think that was just to get me an offer. Because when I got to Iowa, we had like four first rounders in the tight end room. So I mean, we had like George Kittle, Noah Fant, T.J. Hawkinson. There was C.J. Fedorowicz. You probably don't know him. I mean, there was a couple other guys. So when I was there, I'm like, well, I'm not going to play here for at least you know two three years. Right. So then they're like, just moved to O-line. And, you know, that was probably their plan with me the whole time. But that was fine with me. You're like, okay, if this gets me to the next level. You kind of bought into football at that point. Exactly. Like, like I was all in. in. I was all in. And put it on, like, because, I mean, you're a quarterback in high school. And I would say, let's just say three years, two years, you have to put on X amount of weight to be able to 
have guys like Jadavian Clowney and these guys going up against you. You're not yeah. doing that at 210. No, yeah, I had to put on about 100 pounds. They're just – what when you're like hear that, you're like, hey, we're going to have you on 8,000 calories a day. You're like, where in the hell am I going to find the time of the day for 8,000 calories, dude? Basically, they would, like? just, they would just weigh you in. So Coach Doyle was a strength coach, and he, it wasn't like I was the first time he'd done this. They they are really, were really good at developing guys um, and putting weight on guys. But what they would do is every week you'd weigh in, and you have like a four-pound window that you need to be between. Um, you have your goal weight. So if I was ever at my goal weight or, you know, a pound above or two pounds above, they would just inst- – like my goal weight was constantly going up. So I was just on the full feed cycle. Like you, I was eating all the time. Going back to your farmer days with the trough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. It's slop. That's cr- that, that is crazy, man. And but like, so was that your biggest, like the difference for you, like as a high school athlete to college athlete? Cause a lot of people have a misconception. It's all, rainbows and like they just have to go to practice like what was the biggest difference as an incoming freshman or like say you're talking I'm an incoming freshman what do I need to know about the the sport of college football I mean at Iowa it's just you need to be very disciplined in everything that you do you know you can have your fun here and there but at the end of the day it's run at least at Iowa it's run I would say even more disciplined than like an NFL franchise like they teach you how to take care of your body. They teach you how to eat. They teach you how to work out. They provide everything and anything that you're going to need to succeed. It's just on you to do it, which I love that because I'm like, basically, if I just do exactly what you guys tell me to do to the best of my ability, like I'm going to be successful. So the guys that bought into that and the guys that I'm still, you know, best friends with, talk to them every day, we'll be friends for the rest of our life. Like we went through that together um that process together and that just forms such a bond uh between men that you know can't really be replicated right and it's like you got those are a lot of accountability partners too when you're going through something like that and oh in yeah all aspects of life i think you need somebody to be like to hold you into that path where they know your goals and they hold you in that path because i'm sure at one point you're like man dude let's go get a crunch wrap supreme from taco bell Let's go grab a Chick Fil A yeah. sandwich. Like you, you want something that's not that's different sometimes. Yeah. And they're like, "Nah, dude, we can't do that." Do you want to start next week? Do you want to do this and do that? Yeah, I mean, for, I guess a question for you is how do you how do you in your life do that? Because I'm I know that I'm not going to play football forever. I'd like to play. You know, I still definitely have some good years left. But how do you do that when you don't have it just right in front of you? Like what? What do you mean? Like what? Like like an account? You know? I, yeah, for like your accountability goals partner. Life. Yeah. Well, it's for me being a single guy. It's definitely it's tougher. Like, and I also live alone. Just moved to Charlotte six months ago, so yeah. it's a little tough right now because I'm trying to figure out where my place is here. But usually, every three months, I'll write down my goals. Of just like I don't do the five year plan. Really, I might do that like once every two years or make sure I'm kind of like there. Cause I think it's a lot of expectations. If you don't hit those expectations, blah, blah. I usually have a friend who I talk to about 
where I want to be and yeah. who I want to be. And just in conversations, I'm very good at calling my friends. I'll anytime I'm driving in the car, I'm not listening to music. I'm not listening to a podcast. Probably I'm calling one of my friends to catch up. So I think that's what I have. And you would have that say in your wife. Yeah. Or you're like someone that's your father, maybe someone close to you that sees you relatively often to yeah. kind of just hold you accountable. But for me, it's having a couple of good friends that I can confide in of where I want to be and who I want to be. Yeah. Like right now I'm doing dry January, which. Yeah, I saw that. I How's thought, that going? Yeah, it's going good. I feel great. I'm just, you know, living. I've been, I realize I can go out and still have a great time and be my personable, happy, outgoing self. And no one really cares that I'm not drinking. Yeah. Because once I got over, like, it's not like I was going out all the time anyways, but like being in a setting where everyone else is drinking, you're like, oh man, it's like kind of weird. I'm not drinking. Once you realize no one actually cares, yeah, it's all good. I'm still going out and watching football games, going to basketball games and stuff. And, but I was, what I brought up is I have my buddy, my best friend in Charlotte, he's doing the same thing. Okay. So I'll call, we'll talk, we talk every day anyway. So it's, yo, did you, did you slip up today? Yeah. And internally you're like, you don't want to be like, yeah, I did. Cause then it's one of your boys. You're, they're going to be like, I knew it. And you don't want to give them the satisfactory of them getting one over on you. So yeah. just having, just finding some friends or family that can hold you to your standards and you like comes back to discipline as well could i have a glass of whiskey right now and never tell anybody yeah but you'd always know but i would know god would know yeah and i'm not a super religious guy but like someone you'd have that like ah i did it yeah i meant like i broke it you know and that's with anything if it's going to the gym if it's going doing something out of your comfort zone i don't remember the last time i went to an nba game and didn't get a beer it just like goes hand in hand and i yeah. did it and i was like ah, this, this is cool i can do this and i also don't have to pay 15 dollars for a bud light at yeah whatever stadium this is this is great my wallet's yeah. happy i'm happy i wake up the next day rejuvenated life's good <laughs> yes 100 percent. i remember the conversations that i have with say just say a date for example i'm like oh yeah you're a taurus September 18th, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I actually met a girl a couple of weeks ago about, I was on a brewery and she uh, had a three hour conversation. It was great. She was moving to Charlotte. Good time. Completely sober. It was great. I, 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 I'm growing up here right before your eyes. Yes. I feel like it's just becoming. <laughs> more i'd say socially acceptable to not drink like it would it seemed to be like forced almost when i was in college like you're such you're so soft and blah 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 which i i was like i i didn't care about that like i just loved i loved partying in college like i was i didn't need anybody to tell me that i needed to or not like i didn't i didn't care i'm like i'm going out with the boys no matter what yeah (laughs) yeah just today (laughs) is it thursday friday like do I have a game this week? Is it, I'm down. The boy, Mike just called me. He said the boys are playing games at their crib. Sorority's <laughs> having a party. We're in there. Yeah, I was Rally just every. Yeah, it had to every Saturday night after the game. It just had to happen. 
I mean, who, who, were you doing keg stands? <laughs> no, I mean, I've done one before, but it's not uh, like I'm not good at every week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, they're very disappointed when they get – it's easy for the boys. They're just holding me up for like three seconds and they put me down. So it's cool. They're <laughs> yeah. stuck, but I'm like ego shot afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I can't really do this place. Yeah. Is, did you meet your wife at Iowa? Uh, high school. We went to high school. Well, high really, school sweethearts? Yeah, I mean really like junior high we met, but we just started dating in high school. Geez, talk about a segue from partying at Iowa doing keg stands to how you met your wife, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we dated all the way through college. So she went to UNI, which is in Cedar Falls, and she would come down and, and hang out with us. And all my buddies loved her. And, you know, she had a great time coming down to Iowa yeah. and what, hanging what out was, with uh, us. So, oh, I'm sure she was. She was stoked to hang out with you and all your boys. That was your perception. Let me ask her what she thought. She had fun, I promise. <laughs> but what was your uh, – so you met in high school – or met in junior high, started dating in high school. That kind of just opens up the door. I didn't know that. So what was the long distance like? Like being a football player at Iowa, what was the hardest thing to have to keep a relationship going? Obviously, it's a roller coaster at 19 years old anyways but yeah uh so we i actually we broke up when i was going to college because i just wanted to focus on football like i honestly had no idea what i was getting myself into uh and i'm like i just need to focus on on football like i i don't really want to do the long distance thing so i got through training camp my first training camp and then like got into the season and then you know i went out and i met you know, and witnessed some of these girls, no offense to any of them, but I was like, yo, this is not for me at all. <laughs> um, so they, they all just like look the exact same. And I don't, there was, so, there was, like... I mean, I'm sure there's great gals, but like, I'm just like, I was comparing them always to my now wife and my wife is just the goat. So I was like, <laughs> I need to marry. Goat. Yeah. I need to marry. Her name's Katie. Um, so we got back together and we've, you know, been together ever since, but she, she got her teaching degree at UNI. Um, and she was always a huge Iowa fan growing up. So she would come down, you know, to all the games and her parents loved the, loved the Hawks. So they would come down and tailgate and just a lot of fun memories with them, you know, after the games going stopping by their tailgate and uh, mm-hmm. hanging out, all my buddies, you know, love her parents, love my parents. It's just a, it's a sweet community fun community feel that they that they have at Iowa um so you know that was you know a lot I mean she loved it she really did love it she, she was telling her friends at UNI my boyfriend plays for the Hawks <laughs> one of the Hawks game this weekend yeah yeah, yeah. his name's Ike you want to come party <laughs> yeah I I miss like the tailgating scene of college being in college and you didn't get to do the tailgating thing but I remember going to Michigan State. It'd be a noon game, and I would go up there for the weekend. And people are up at eight AM doing this. I'm like, you guys are a different breed. Yeah. Like this is insane. And it now looking insane. back, like that's what all schools do. Yeah. College game day Saturday. You have no one asked me to do anything but be around the stadium type yep. of vibe. Yep. Walking out for the first game at Iowa, when you're starting, say yeah. when you're starting, 
what was that like? Because you got 80,000 fans just abroad. Yeah. I mean, I've been lucky with where I've played. I, You know, Iowa, the fans are unbelievable. The atmosphere was always electric. Um, the, the Buffalo fans aren't that good, though. <laughs> the Buffalo fans are <laughs> – I would the say Buffalo even – Yeah, I'd say they're honestly even. It's it's very similar fan – like very passionate fan bases, and they have nothing else. You know, you think about Iowa. You got Iowa or Iowa State. Um, Buffalo has the Bills. You know, they have the Sabres who have struggled for a long time, but the Bills, you know, they went to the four Super Bowls. So, like, they have the – you know, all those kids are now grown up. They see Josh Allen. They're like, all right, like this is, we're back. He got Superman over there in Buffalo right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, I've been lucky and, and the Colts, it was fun being a part of the Colts too. They have a great fan base. Every, every game was packed out. Their fans are awesome. I would say they're not as, uh, the vibe is way different in like a, a Colts game than a Bills game. The Bills games are rowdy. Yeah, I have one of my best friends in Maui. His name is Montana Haywood. If you ever go back to Maui, I have to introduce you to this guy because he is a walking laugh. Like, you just – the guy walks in the room, you, you're laughing. He's like probably 6'2", 330, just long – looks like he has a perm, curly hair, dude. Looks like, he looks like Maui, but a white version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But big Buffalo guy. And uh, I just – the like you said, the intensity of their games compared to other stadiums. Like I go to Panthers games. First of all, they're two and thirteen or whatever they are, but they're just not like they're. No one's waving. No one's doing anything really. Yeah. It's just like we're here to watch a football games. Pretty lame. Yeah. So I need to get to Buffalo to watch. I almost drove up there with some friends this weekend for the Pittsburgh Buffalo game. Yeah. But it's too a little too much snow for the kid to go up there. Yeah, it's wild up there. It's the weather's always crazy. Yeah, and seeing them trying to shovel, having people come shovel and stuff like that, and like three hours and that. It probably was nice going to a dome in Indianapolis now. Yeah. Or do you prefer yeah, the cold cool. weather being from Iowa? It doesn't really affect you. I, it's it's honestly fine for me. The just the weather in general in Indianapolis was great though. Yeah. Well, in the dome or just in general. Just in general, like just always mid, you know, forties would be the lowest it would get. It maybe snowed twice, it was melted within, you know, a day. Just a lot more mild yeah. winter. I can't do big winters anymore, man. Coming from Michigan, cold, living in Lake yeah. Tahoe, sixty feet of snow last year. Nah, I'm good. Don't and you it. lived in Maui. I mean, that's like a cheat code. In Maui is a cheat code, man. It- I always say people are like, oh, how was it? I'm like, if you can live, if you can go there, go. If you can figure out a way to live there, do it and be respectful. Yeah. If, if they're an idiot, I'm not going to tell them ever to go there because I have way too much respect for that island. You know, yeah. what was your experience like going to Maui? What'd you it's, get? I mean, just I I couldn't even imagine just how, you know how beautiful it is. Honestly, it's just untouched. A lot of it's untouched and. I don't know, just waking up in the sun and the ocean. I don't know everything about it. It's just different. It's different. Everyone's laid back. You're yeah, just, the vibe. The vibe is the vibe is just you. Just hard to explain. Yeah. Like yes. if you're a respectful person, 
everyone they're going to respect you a lot of people have a misconception that they hate people coming to the island but they hate certain people come to the island like we all hate certain people coming to a game or hanging out at christmas party we're like oh they're coming to the christmas party yeah sweet exactly <laughs> yes so i would say everyone needs to get out there for sure and do your best to be a good person while you're there because there's a lot of shit going on in maui that they deserve a little bit better than what they're getting right now yeah that that whole thing i don't even know all that's going on. I've talked to Jake a little bit about it, but it just seems, I just feel for, for the locals terribly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's heavy. And I'm waiting to get someone to come on the podcast from there that is doing a lot of activist stuff there to, to really talk about it and get into it. Because like from afar, you really don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. It's hard to know what's real and what's not. So that would be, yeah. I'd, I'd love to listen to that. Yeah, especially with the, the internet right now, you just so many things. Yeah. Um, what was when you went undrafted and you got signed with the Bills, cut or then we signed with Kansas City. We you were probably twenty two years old, twenty three. Yeah. Yep. So you're a young guy. Like mentally, was that kind of taxing? You're like, shit. Is this gonna be how the NFL is for me? Like I'm bouncing here, bouncing there. Um, just coming off of you know, the injury that I had, I was just happy to be getting a opportunity, you opportunity. know? Yeah. So I, I really have never stressed that much about football. I, you know, I'm super blessed to be able to play in the NFL and I've always kind of taken that mindset to it. The injuries have definitely sucked, but you know, I've always just said like, if this is what, if this is what God has in store for me, then I'm going to give it, you know, everything I got. And, whenever he shows me it's time to hang it up, then I'll do that and I'll, you know, go have fun doing something else. But this isn't like, I'm not like all sold out on football. Like yeah, my life would be, be all. ruined without it. But like, if I'm doing something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and do it for, you know, the team, the organization that I'm with to, you know, the best I can. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point too. Some people do get wrapped up in their identity. Yeah. Of whatever they're doing, say lawyer, football player like that's my identity and that when it's taken away from me like an injury so to speak they're lost and that's kind of you see people go through some stuff when they leave especially athletes when they leave that profession they like kind of spiral for a little bit yeah and it'll be a, an adjustment whenever that day comes but because you you do something for so long and that's like how everybody knows you um but mm -hmm. i'm just trying to take steps to you know just make myself better as a person outside of football and yeah, become more well-rounded. Smart, smart play. Who, who's the, who's their favorite locker room guy that you've been teammates with? Who's the locker um, room guy? Would you say an NFL or, uh, Let, let's college? go one NFL, one Iowa. Okay. I mean, the NFL is like, it's so like, I've enjoyed so many different guys just because there's so many different personalities. Um, yeah. Oh, I can this imagine. is random, but uh, Shaq Lawson, he went to Clemson. Shaq Lawson. He's a great guy. Um, and, you know, like me and him grew up totally different, you know, different, different routes to the NFL and everything, but just an awesome guy. Um, Jordan Poyer's a great dude. Honestly, I could go through like the entire Buffalo roster. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, they seems like a great 
great atmosphere up there. And from yeah. what I've heard, you're kind of like a chameleon in the lot, like very personable, can kind of talk with whoever from wherever about anything and people are like comfortable with you. Do you think that's just, have you always been like that? Is that how like you're just brought up? I think so. I just, my personality is like, I just enjoy people. So I, I you know, I take an inter- interest in people and, you know, all the O-linemen in Buffalo are awesome. And then I went to Indy and all those O-linemen were great guys. They, you know, Indy's another great locker room. So, you know, like I've said, I've been blessed to be a part of just awesome teams because I, I just know from talking to guys that it's not like that everywhere. There's usually, you know, only a few guys that get along and it's more clicky. But, you know, those two teams and then being at Iowa, like the, the locker rooms have just been unbelievable. Guys hanging out outside of the building, getting together when you don't have to, staying in contact on the phone. You know, some, some guys just want to be work while you're at work and then have their own life. But it was kind of like all together all the time feeling Buffalo yeah. for sure. It's tough to be successful if you're not doing that. Like if you're doing the work, like here for work, don't really yeah. have the chemistry outside of this building. It's kind of hard to play for another per like play for each other um, in their mindset. Like your mindset won't change. Like I'm playing for the team, but you kind of know maybe they might have other intentions or they're yep. a little bit more selfish, which is their world and their life. So they get to make those decisions, which is fun. Yep. But yep. It's hard yep. to see a winning program or franchise sustainable like sustained yeah. program of like the Steelers for instance like their culture is win are winning right but they kind of have lost that a little bit this year from veterans not I don't know no but like yeah. Ben Roethlisberger and these guys are saying things it's like if they you build a culture and you buy into the culture you usually sustain a winning franchise like the the yeah. bills the last six years i mean they've been up there this year yeah we're two seed um i do gotta show you a little something here go steelers today, <laughs> go steelers today. yeah we're i think it's it gonna back, be dude. i think it's gonna be a good game i mean i don't like i still like all the guys from buffalo but i'm not gonna ever be like a diehard fan i'm a vikings fan Oh, no, uh, I mean, I thought you guys had it with Josh Dobbs this year, man. I thought Josh Dobbs was going to take you <laughs> to the promised land. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm definitely rooting for my guys in in Buffalo, but I think it'll be I think it's going to be a closer game than people what people are saying, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, don't quote me on this. I think so too, just because the weather is going to be very bad. That's Josh what Allen I'm saying. Throw it, go throw it through a a wall, but. Yeah, thirty mile per hour winds at times. It's gonna be tough. A lot yeah. of snow. Najee Harris running around. Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully running around. You never yeah. know the Steelers' offense this year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should reach out to the Steelers. We're trying to rebuild the O line, man. <laughs> what uh? What's your? If you had to take a pick, you're you're a GM, number one pick, new franchise. You have to pick anyone from any roster to build your franchise with. I I might know who you might pick. I don't know, but who's your pick? Yeah, it's it's Josh Allen for sure. Ah, yeah, yeah, Josh Allen. He's a dog, Wyoming yeah. boy. He's not from Wyoming, is he? He's from like farm country, California. Yeah, but yeah. going to Wyoming, you 
you you build a thick skin up there, dude. Oh, that yeah. guy's a dog. Yeah, he's, he's a dog. Shout out to Josh Allen for carrying my dynasty team this year too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's funny when you just have everyone's the the boy. Do, do you play dynasty? Do you play fantasy football? I'm in like a family league with my cousins yeah. and stuff. Is that like kind of like frowned upon in the NFL? No, I mean we would always do okay. one. We would always do one in Buffalo. I mean, it's it's just fun. Yeah. You just can't play for money, but it's it's not even really about that. It's just funny when yeah. guys like pick themselves or like Josh. <laughs> Josh would always get pissed when um, somebody else would pick him. Like if he didn't have an early enough pick in the and draft, and so, yeah. But we had a, <laughs> we had a good crew that would play. That's hilarious. I just after the post game, you're like, dude, why didn't you get? Why didn't you get in the ball? I had I had digs tonight, dude. What's up? I need three touchdowns. I'm down by 24 to, to Poyer. Like, come on. I can just imagine that just being a conversation. Yeah. No, it's it's fun. So post like post NFL, you kind of touched on it. Like you're trying to be more well rounded. What do you What do you think your life looks like outside of the NFL? Yeah, I mean the the first time I really had you know, time to think and, and reach out to people and try to learn some stuff has been these last couple of years because I haven't really been playing because when you're playing, you're just so you're just digging into the season and, and you're focusing on your routine and week to week. So these last couple of years, and I know, you know, I haven't, I'm not going to play uh, in the games. I'm just trying to get in contact with people that I know are, you know, super successful in other fields and just try to learn something, anything, what, what made them successful and trying to, you know, see like what I like doing, something like that, getting into that. And it's been awesome. The right. people that I've gotten to meet and, you know, their mindset and how they work, it's, it's pretty universal, you know, successful people are, are pretty universally sound in how they go about their business. Um, but also yeah, just yeah. having a family balance is, is huge for me. Um, probably the biggest thing for me. Yeah, what was it? So you have two kids now. Actually, probably post NFL. I mean, I'm not putting words enough. You're probably looking for something a little bit more time. You, like you grind it out, and but at some point you're you're gonna have more free time to spend that time with your family and gr- watch your kids grow. Because you mean you're kind of away for a while working now. Or yeah. Working and your kids are how old are your kids? You have a boy and a girl. Yeah, I have a boy and a girl. My boy will be four this year, and my um, daughter will be three this year. So they're about 15 months apart. Well, good job. You have a bodyguard for her for life. That's great. Yep. This is just how I wanted it, 100%. <laughs> what was your – when you went in it, like, what's your biggest takeaway from being a father? Was it like you imagined, or what was something that you're like, damn, I didn't think it was going to be like this? I <sighs> – both of our kids were like surprise kids, basically. Um, not to go into any more detail, but I wasn't yeah, you you know, prepared, prepared, or you know, we weren't ready to be parents. I'd say, you know, when we became parents, we were no one ever is though. Yeah, it's true. It's true, and it, it was a huge blessing. My son was born like literally as COVID started, so the lockdowns all started and this was like probably two, three months, about two months um, after I got back from Hawaii. So it was like right, right when 
the lockdown started and everything. So we were stuck in the house. So I got a bunch of time with our son. Um, and then my daughter was born, you know, 15 months later. And it's, it's been awesome just to see them grow and see my wife, you know, as a mom has been unbelievable. And I mean, I really only have good things to say about it. It's a ton of work. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that people, if anybody tells you, I, I always say this, if any parent is like, yeah, being a parent is easy or, you know, not that bad. I, I would say that they're probably not doing a fantastic job. It's, it is a lot of work to do it right. Yeah. One of my good friends out here, Cody Chandler, he says the same thing and it's, but he, he told me one day, he goes, you just have a purpose. Like yeah. your purpose changes for sure. For sure. And it's like, you're way more um, patient. You have to be more patient more unselfish than even if you're already unselfish it's like your whole world is to raise these kids to be great like people in this world and contribute to society yes yes seems like you guys got a good foundation of support system around you too is is your wife family in the area as well yeah i mean we live within like 10 minutes of both of our parents and they're super helpful that's awesome yeah great babysitters yeah can go out on a date night don't forget to go out on date nights i don't know what your routine is don't forget to date your wife absolutely once a week katie i'm here for you yes (laughs) shout out katie yeah absolutely (laughs) that's awesome dude uh i was like my my nephew my nephew's eight and he plays baseball all year round kind of like how you what it sounded like you were in aau basketball and my brother doesn't really like pressure him into it. He really likes it right now. Do you, what's your take on having a son in like, in, as in sports? Yeah. I'd like, say that uh, same mindset. I'm not going to pressure, yeah. pressure my kids to do anything. You know, if they start something, they got to finish it. Um, they can start anything that they want to, but I'll just support them, you know, and whatever that is. Yeah, you see a lot of people living vicariously through their kids, and that's one person I vow never to be. Yeah, you can't. Just, that's just a bad, bad ball. I don't want to be the the dad in the stands getting thrown out. No, I don't want to get thrown out of my kids' basketball game, football. Like it's not that they're embarrassed. My dad, shout out my dad for never missing a game. But man, I've seen him get thrown out of one of my brother's basketball games. I'm like, look at my friends. I was like seven years young. I'm like. All right, guys, I got to go. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of embarrassing. You're like, yeah. Like, Dad, shut up. And then at one point, it was my mom was even the one yelling at the refs. Who, the refs were like my football coaches, too, which is small-time shit. <laughs> it's like, dude, he's giving me playing time. You want me to still be the quarterback or not? <laughs> like, chill. <laughs> I'm trying to drop 25 tonight, Mom. Chill. That's great. <sighs> got to love this small time. My, my dad got kicked out of a basketball game, my brother's game. Then he goes to the local bar, whatever. The guy who threw him out was at the bar. He was a like, <laughs> long-time high school football coach. His kid was on the same team as my brother. And like they're just shooting. Hey, John, how's it going? You all calm down now? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, Tim. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's that what is small town. 2,000 people. <laughs> yeah. oh, that. That's it's crazy, man. Love it, though. When you're in Buffalo, this is random, random – I'm a wing guy. You have a you have a favorite wing spot? 
and barbell yeah barbell was my favorite spot for sure barbell cajun honey butter barbecue oh shit and they make their own uh, they make their own blue cheese there it's crazy so is blue cheese originated in buffalo is that a thing i don't is there any like history of wings in buffalo i mean i think that the first wings came from like from buffalo but they they don't like when you call them buffalo wings. Like you just call them wings, and then you get medi- mild, medium, or hot. It's not like medium buffalo. It's like you gotta. There's like yeah. a, a wing culture that you gotta be careful with. Yeah. <laughs> so they know when you're out from out of town if you come in and get some buffalo wings. Yeah, hundred percent. And if you ask for They're ranch, like, too. got another one. Yeah, yeah. Ranch, no ranch. It's like blue cheese or nothing. I mean, they'll have ranch, but they'll give you like a look if you ask for ranch. Oh, no. My etiquette's all off. <laughs> I'm a big ranch guy myself. Yeah, if you're from the Midwest, you put ranch on everything. Oh, pizza. First time I had pizza with ranch changed my life. Yeah, total game. It's like a fat kid's ketchup. Yeah, that's great. Like I don't even eat ketchup anymore. It's always ranch with anything, brother. Yes. But I got a segment as we're rounding this thing up. It's called Fourth Down Territory. All right, let's You ready? Yeah, absolutely. So, real quick, do you golf? Yeah, I golf. Okay. You get to pick three former teammates, college or NFL, for a boys golf day scramble. Who are you picking? Uh, Are we going for low score? Are we going for just enjoying whatever I want? So, the scramble usually has – Couple characteristic players in it. Yeah. One's the vibe guy. Yeah. One's the looks like a golfer but it's not a golfer. And then one's the scratch. And then the fourth is usually like, I'm here. I'm here for the boys. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going kind of like the caddy. The fourth guy's like the caddy. He's like, ask one fifty four. I'll go. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go with uh, two of my college buddies. Bo Bauer and uh, Peter Picar. We played a lot of scrambles in college together, and it was. How's fun. Bo spell his name? Bauer. Exactly how you. you exactly how you spell yours. I'm gonna have to reach out to Bo. Probably my cousin. Bo's all time, so he might be. You're a great guy. Um, so we got Bo Bauer and yeah, Pete. Peter Picar. <laughs> great names. Yeah, those are my two two you know best college buddies. Um. And then I'm going with another college guy, C.J. Beathard, our quarterback. C.J. Beathard. So who's who? Who's who? We, we got the vibe guy. The vibe guy is Bo. Bo's all-time. He's an all-time yeah. vibe guy. He's got the speaker. He has oh, like yeah. a six-pack in his bag. He's like, boys, look what I got. Fireball yeah. shooters. 100%. 100% him. <laughs> Uh, I love that. Pete is, he looks like he should be on tour, but he's never beat me in golf. <laughs> <laughs> he's sponsored by Titleist and Nike, but yeah, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. And then CJ's, I mean, he's probably the best of us at golfing, even though I hate to say he's that. He's a stick. Yeah. Oh, I mean, CJ, he just admitted it here first. Yeah. Don't, he can't go back on it. It's on the internet. Everything stays on the internet. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> that is awesome. I, I love a scramble with the boys, man. Yeah, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. And I, I think it's probably comparable to like a woman's brunch with the girls, I guess. Yeah. Like they get the mimosas and all that. We're like 9 a.m. Bloody Marys. Get to the tea box. One guy just pulled up as we're teeing off. Yeah. And you're like, dude, where the hell you been? He's like, I thought it was 9.15. You're like, either way, dude. Like, let's go. Yes. Like, I need to get a I need to get a breakfast burrito real quick. You're like, nah, dude, get the fuck in the cart. Do you not hear Lil Wayne playing right now at 9 a.m.? You got Steve and John behind me waiting. 82 years old, they're walking. Hurry up. Yeah, they're pissed. <laughs> that is I love a day with the boys on the on the little scramble. Yes. Even if it's not a scramble tournament, we're just like Playing two v two scramble, it's the best, best and worst pair up, and then just talk shit with the boys. Yeah. Second, so that was first down. Second down, you walk into a room. Everyone you've ever met in your life is there. Who are you looking for first, and why? And let's. I'm gonna have to ad lib this, not ad lib, but take in prep. Yeah, whatever. No family. Can you can't say a family member? Okay. Yeah, that's good. So it could be professor, old school student, uh, back in elementary school. Like, I wonder what that guy's up to these days. Yeah, Bradley, Brad Stevens, fourth grade. Yeah, where's that guy at? I gotta think of. I gotta think because I mean, the family. I like that you took family out because that was also could, gonna be tough. You, well, we already know you walk in somewhere, your wife's just running. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping into the arms, bear hug. Like, yeah. We've seen the movie, Ike. We've seen yeah. the movie. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's a bar burn. It's a barn burner, man. You never know. It is. It is. I just got to pick something. Barn bomber. It's a barn bomber. There you go. Um, You know what? I would go with. I would go with my buddy, Bo. Bo Bauer. Bo. Same guy. Bo Bauer. He's the vibe guy. He is. He's the vibe guy. He's just going to, I mean, it's going to be, I'm going to be laughing the whole time. He's just, he's just the, I mean, it's the Bauer last name. You got to meet him. Yeah, he's the key ingredient to a good night. Yes. And you just need one cup. You don't need multiple. You just need one of them. Yeah. You just need one. If there's two Bo Bowers in the same room, you're like, fuck, this is a lot. You know, let's, two of them, they're on the tables dancing around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, He's one on, of guys, one. Let's go. Yeah. He's one of one. I got I to gotta get in touch with Bo Bauer. This guy sounds like a legend. Yes. All right. What's third down? We got third and goal on the five. What's something you, you wish you paid more attention to when you were younger? Um, this was the question I was alluding to, but it, I would have I would have liked to play quarterback earlier in my life. Yeah, it's it's football centered, but I, I just told my dad that I think two days ago. So if my son like wants to play quarterback, like I'm gonna get him. I'll get him. I'll just call Josh and say it's time. Yeah, get my boy right. <laughs> hey, Josh, man, psych here. Yeah. Little man, seven. Yeah, he's ready. Get out, <laughs> yeah. get out here to Cedar Falls now. <laughs> I told Where him. Do I need to be? It's like I mid-playoffs. 
I told him before I left, I said, I'm going to, I might need your help someday. And he's like, absolutely. I got you. So I, yeah, lined I mean, it up. if you're going to teach your kid how to throw a spiral, yeah, there's probably not anyone better to do it right now. I know it's big daddy. <laughs> big daddy, the stallion. Yep. I, I, my buddy, our buddy Jake said, he goes, dude, this I guy calls everyone stallion. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, he's a, he's a legend. <laughs> Jake is legend. Yeah. Big, big daddy, Josh Allen, the guy just throwing, I, I, I'm going to predict right now. I'm going to go on my word on the, on the live, on the podcast and say three touchdowns tonight. No, everyone thinks to be a running game. I think he throws for three TDs tonight. I like that. I think so. But Steelers win 24-21. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I got the the Bills winning tonight. I do got the Bills winning, but I do got the Steelers plus the points. What is it? What's the line? I got them at 10. Oh, wow. I I just think it's going to be closer than that. I didn't know those that big. That's a big spread. Even though there's been a lot of blowouts this year in the playoffs. Yeah. Just the weather, I mean. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a running game, Hope I think. But get to the goal line, nice little little dump past the tight end. Maybe James Cook running up a little, what do they call it? A little, you know, a little swing, a little swing option yeah. route, something. Yeah. All right, fourth and goal on the one. About to score here. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received, Ike Bucker? Man. I'll give you one of mine. Yeah. So you have time to think. Yeah. Someone once told me, it doesn't matter if the glass is half full or half empty, you still have water in the damn glass. Yeah, I like that. So that's kind of a quote I kind of live by. Like, try to remember when, you know, you're having those bad days. Um, It's just like, all right, you're still here. You still got, you can still fill it up. Yeah. You still keep going. Someone told me that, like, probably four years ago, it was random older guy having a conversation like this at a bar though. Yeah. It was just, it was in Maui at a monkey pod. Oh, um, I don't know. Ties. I went to monkey pod every single day. I was there. So <laughs> my best friend grown, one of my best friends now grew up with me in Michigan. He's the GM of monkey pod. Oh, that's amazing. Monkey pod yeah, and, is unbelievable. Yeah. And his, and his twin brother, um, who was my roommate, obviously, good friend, is the GM of Merriman's up in Kapalua. I don't know if you went there as well. I didn't go there. I'll have to, I got, I'm going to oh. go back to Maui, though. It's just a yeah. hard, tough time, like a hard time with my kids' ages right now to leave for that long. But I'm, I got to go and back. And so. tough. Yeah. You got to. We'll give you we'll – I'll send you the recs. I got yeah. them in my notes. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I would say for me it's just – it's real simple. Um, but just one day at a time, you know, don't, don't get too ahead of yourself. And, uh, if you just make the most out of every day and that, that's something that really got me through, you know, rehab was just taking it one day at a time because you're not going to see any growth in one day, but if you don't put in the work mm-hmm. every day, you're not going to see growth in a hundred days either. So just take it one day at a time. Yeah. It's the, the 1% better every day method. Yeah. Win the day. Yeah, it's all the same like, was thing. It, yeah. It's like what is that Oregon win the day or I don't know. They all copy they all copy each other. It's all comes from Bill Belichick though. 
Yeah, what, what's Bill Belichick's quote? I mean, he has so many of those. Yeah, like one eleven. Do your one eleven. Yeah, do your one eleventh. Do your job. Uh, you know, he has so many of those. Yeah. Well, before I leave, I just want to say thanks, man. I appreciate this, but I have one thing to ask you. Yes. Nick Saban. Yes. Or Bill Belichick. For uh, NFL for an NFL team. No, no, no. I'm saying who's who's the GOAT? They have the oh, perspective. Oh, oh, Bill Belichick by far. Bill Belichick? I don't even think it's close. Okay. I know he has the he has the titles. I get it. He has the Super Bowl rings. It's just so much harder to win the in the NFL. I think it's so much harder to win in the NFL for as long as he did. I know it's without Tom like you get the Tom Brady argument, but I mean, you can all. Yeah. There's a bunch of arguments against Saban. Like, why is Buddy retiring after everybody can pay their players, not just him? <laughs> did you see? Did you see Reggie Bush tweet? No. What he said? He said basically what she said. He goes, "Yeah, it's weird. He's in. Uh, this isn't an exact quote. He goes, it's weird. He's leaving now that everyone else is even the playing field. He can't with the NIL money. <laughs> like he can't." He can't get the boys down there to Tuscaloosa like he used to be able to. I'm just saying the timing is pretty it, suspect. Yeah. And what do you think about uh, the NIL deals? Um, I'm I all think for it's, it. I think it's fantastic for the guys. I just think there needs to be some parameters around it because mm-hmm. thinking like if I was in college, when this this would have ruined my college experience because – you, I wouldn't have had the the friends and the, the friendships and the bonds that I have because you know guys would have been leaving, doing this, doing that, and that's in my opinion what's most important about college football. You know, that's yeah, just I agree me. with that. Well, and it's like the transfer portal being open to guys. There's exactly. hundred and five quarterbacks in the transfer portal this year. It's like if I just don't agree. They, like I said, there needs to be a parameter of how many when you can leave and how many times you can leave and yep. maybe a cap on the money i don't know or if you take this nil money your freshman year like archie manning you have to stay at um you got to stay here at texas for your four years i i like a contract i guess yep it because should be a contract you see it now it's i mean if you're getting a million dollars to be a backup at texas whatever He's yeah. getting in Archie's. It's like you probably should show some loyalty here, and I think going forward, a lot of people will look into that as well, like yeah. NFL teams and stuff is in that nature. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. It's way out of my realm. I'm not yeah. a booster anywhere, so nope. <laughs> not it, not at all. Well, hey man, I would just want to say thanks. I know you got to get going. Got probably kids waking up from nap time and everything, but I appreciate your time tonight, man. Yeah, this worked perfect, and uh, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, brother. Yeah, of course, man. We'll stay. We'll stay in touch, and who knows? Maybe I'll see you in a Carolina Panther uniform here soon. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not us, right? Yeah, why not? All right, brother. Be good. Yep. See you.